You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. Are you glad to be here? To God be the glory for all the things. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I do honor the Lord in this house. Amen. And I thank and praise God for another opportunity to stand before you on today. Amen. How many know this is a day that we've never seen before? And so that's why I'm so grateful unto the Lord because there's so many started out last week with us. And they're not here today. But we're still here. Now, why are we still here? To give God some glory. We're still here because there's a purpose and we haven't finished our assignment. Amen? Are you excited about what God is doing in your life? Are you excited about what he's about to do? Amen. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert. Amen. I honor our lead pastor, Pastor Steve Talbert. And his lovely wife, Sister Melissa. I honor all of our associate pastors, staff pastors, and associate ministers, and to each and every one of you. Y'all know I ain't trying to go through y'all's names, right? All y'all, all all y'all. I love you all so much. And that's why I'm not naming you one by one, because I don't want to forget anybody's name. Amen. I want to make sure that I include everybody, and I'm so glad to. Um, be here with all of you. I salute all of you and I honor all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen, there's something that God wants to say to us. I was about to sing a song, but I said, "Uh uh-uh, let me just focus on what God is saying right now. And God is saying, go to the Word. Get your Bibles and go with me to 1 John, the fifth chapter. 1 John 5. God wants us to be encouraged on today. How many know the Lord loves you? The enemy try to make us feel sometimes that God is upset with us, that he's angry with us. But I need to let you know today that God loves you. Amen. And he wants you to be encouraged to get closer to him so that he can really love on you like he wants to. Amen. 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5. 1 John verses 4 and 5 from the Amplified Translation. Amen. We're going to ask everyone to stand in honor, reverence, and respect to the reading of God's word. Amen. Amen. 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5. How many got the word? Say, I've got the word. Amen. I know that a lot of us have it on our devices, and some of us have the hard copy. I still like turning pages. And it reads, for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. I want you to hear that. I need to read that again. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Verse 5, who is it that is victorious over that conquers the world? But he who believes.
Jesus is the Son of God who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on that fact. This is the word of God. God's word is already blessed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you from this thought. This is what the Lord gave me. Faith to prevail. Faith to prevail. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God himself will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall be shared in this place today. That you, the people, will be encouraged, reminded, empowered, and edified, and that the devil would be disappointed and horrified. Can you lift your hands and say with me, Lord, as your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now come on and bless the Lord in this place. <clears throat> Amen. We thank and we praise God for what he wants to say to us. Amen. No matter how anointed and gifted we are sometimes, when the allergy stuff start happening, how many know you got to rebuke it and keep on moving? Drink some water, do what you need to do, and keep it moving. Because how many know the word's going forth today? Amen. The message is going to be preached. And so we live in a world, in case you didn't notice, we live in a world where it is challenging, very challenging, to be a Christian. Have you figured it out yet? If you are a person of faith if you name the name of Jesus Christ. If you say that you are saved, that's what we used to say back in the day, saved. It's challenging in this day and time. The place that we're in right now, this world is a place of, of suffering, tribulation, trials, uh, uh, persecutions, temptations, hunger, famine, lack, greed. All of that stuff is going on in this world. This world is not a world of love, even though we talk about love all the time as believers and as Christians. We talk about the fact that God is love and that he wants us to show love. Don't we talk about that? And don't we realize and understand that we must love unconditionally? We can't choose to love who we just feel like loving because they nice to us. But how many know you got to love even those that despitefully use you? Now, that's rough, isn't it? I saw something the other day said, how do you forgive what you can't forget? Anybody know anything about that? You've been through some stuff, some stuff has happened to you, and you're struggling in the area of forgiveness. Once you get forgiveness Unlock. Once you realize, I got to forgive. I got to forgive. Anybody ever been there? John Bevere in his book calls unforgiveness the bait of Satan. And it's the bait of Satan because that's what the devil uses to try to keep us in bondage. And to try to keep us from being victorious. How many know we're supposed to be victorious? Not only victorious, but we're supposed to experience some joy and some happiness right here. right here, right here in this world. Somebody I heard years ago, they used to say, well, you get your reward in heaven. Baby, God want me to have something right here before I get to heaven. He want me to experience. 
some joy, some peace, some happiness right here while I'm on earth. Before I get, why I need to wait until I get the glory to experience joy, peace, and happiness. When I belong to God. And, and because we belong to God, you need to check the Bible and check out what the Bible says about those that belong to him. First of all, he said, touch not mine anointed. Listen, you ain't got to have a title. Regardless to who you are, you love the Lord. God has gifted and anointed you. Look at your neighbor and say, I am somebody to God. Now you need to say this to them. Say, you need to be careful how you handle me. Come on, tell them, say, be careful how you treat me. Come on, don't be scared to tell them. Be careful how you treat me. I'm not afraid to tell folk I'm one of God's favorites. Yeah, I said it. I'm one of his favorites. Now don't be a hater, because I said I'm one of his favorites. But you need to own that for yourself. Because guess what? I don't have it on lock. Somebody else besides me can say they're one of God's favorites too. Huh? Anybody hearing me? And it's all based on your relationship with him. Where is your relationship with God? I'm talking about faith to prevail. So we understand the world that we live in. We got that, right? Now. How do we overcome the world? Because the Bible tells us in 1 John, the second chapter, verses 15 through 17, check it out when you get home, tells us to don't love the world and don't love the things of the world. Because a lot of us get wrapped up and we get all encumbered with the things of the world. I'm not talking about stuff. It's okay to have some things. But we get so wrapped up with this world and with the things of the world until we begin to go through some depression. We begin to go through anxiety. We go through all kinds of stuff. Why? Because our, our thoughts, our hope, our everything is wrapped up in what's in this world. Now, I, I need to help you understand something. If your hope, your desires, your dreams, your goals are wrapped up in anybody other than God. You're headed for disaster. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said it. I've been married to this handsome hunk of a man over here for 47 years. That's right, I said it. I know he good looking. Come on. 47 years. Now that must mean we've been through some things together. We've been through good times, we've been through rough times. We've been through hard times, we've been through difficult times. We've been through joyful times. We've been through some of everything you could possibly imagine. But guess what? We made a vow 47 years ago to each other that we would never put each other before God. Y'all hearing me? Never put, I don't care how much you in love. I don't care how much you all, oh, he did, oh, she this. I don't care. Never get wrapped up in anybody like that. 
to the place to where if they walk away, you fall apart. If they walk away, you crack up. Much as I love this man right here, and I know he loved me. God forbid he should ever lose his mind and go crazy. I'll be all right. Y'all hear me? Because I'm in love with the one who created me. I'm in love. I didn't say it wouldn't hurt, but I guarantee you I will move on and still do everything God has called me to be. Why? Because my goal is what he has assigned me to do. My goal is my purpose, and he's the one that created me, and he's the one that decided what my purpose was. Not that fine man right there. He saw it and said, ooh-wee, God created something good for me. <laughs> he acknowledged it and recognized it, but he's not the one that created me or gave me my purpose. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because we get too caught up in, other, in relationships with other people. So much so until our other relationships interfere with our relationship with God. Y'all hearing me? How, how, come on. Have I always been like this? God had to get me there. He had to grow me there. I went through some stuff in order to get to where I am right now with the Lord. And so how many know it's a process? Look at your neighbor and say, it's a process. Say, we ain't all perfect. Come on here now. None of us, are, we, we're striving for, and when it talks about perfection in scripture, it's talking about maturity. It's not talking about, I crossed every T and I dotted every I. I got it, baby. No, that's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about is I'm still reaching and striving for more growth in God. And I'm growing in him so that when certain things happen to me, it, it, I don't respond and react the way I used to. Anybody hearing me? I, I don't take my earrings off, Monique, and put my Vaseline on my face like I used to. What, y'all looking at me strange. What, she used to do that? <laughs> I, was not, I was not a troublemaker. I didn't start the fight. But I had to finish it. Okay. So here, how do we overcome the world? Faith overcomes. Somebody say faith. Faith overcomes. Persevering faith conquers. Say that with me. Persevering faith. Conquers. Now I want you to hear this. Somebody need to write this down in your notes. Those of you out there watching virtually, ooh, we are missing it. Say this with me. Faith does not quit in the face of problems. Ah, oh, baby. Faith. Faith does not quit in the face of of problems. What does that mean? Only faith in God and his word can overcome the things of the world. Only faith in God can help you to get past that painful experience that you just went through. Somebody breaking your heart 
somebody talking about you, somebody scandalizing your name, somebody firing you, or you're not getting a job that you went for, or you're being passed over for a promotion after promotion where you know good and well you're doing most of the work. All of those things, only faith in God. Listen, I told you, got to be careful how you handle. Anybody that belongs to God, folk got to be careful. It may look like they're getting away with it, but I want you to say with me, they won't get away. Why? Because God won't let them. Oh, somebody should have got excited right there. I felt a leap in now. I felt a leap past the Cassandra. And so to overcome the world, to overcome the world, we must exercise our authority. Somebody said that with me. Exercise your authority. Matthew 16 and 18 talks about the authority that we have in prayer. I'm not going to read all those scriptures for the sake of time. But I'm giving them to you so you can go home and check it out for yourself. We already know. John 14 and 30 says that Satan is the prince of this world. Power of the air. Isn't it say? It say he's the prince of the world, right? Which means he's sitting there on top trying to figure out how he going to steal, kill, and destroy. How he going to keep us separated from God so that we'll never, we'll never realize how special and how important we are to God. He don't ever want y'all to understand that. He don't want y'all to know that y'all mean much to God. The word of God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Did anybody remember that scripture? But it also says that we are the apple of his eye. So now here's the thing. The enemy knows that. And so he does everything that he can to try to discourage us and keep us separated from God. He'll make you think that God won't hear your prayer. Did y'all hear me? He'll make you think God won't hear your prayer. He'll make you feel like if you don't call Apostle Willie Tarbert or Apostle Mamie Tarbert or Pastor Hector Foy or Sister Jarrell Brown, if you don't call one of them, who you know can get a prayer through, ain't nothing going to happen. That's what the devil will say to you. Now listen, it's true, we can get a prayer through. But guess what? So can you. God waiting to hear your voice cry out to him. He waiting to hear you say, God, I need you. Sometimes you in such agony and such pain in your heart till you can't say nothing else except help. God. You ever been there where you were going through so much, it was so heavy on you, the weight was weighing you down to the place to where you couldn't think of no fancy words. Minister Banks couldn't think of no, no swelling words that folk were going to say, boy, she prayed today. You couldn't think of no words like that because you were in such distress yourself. 
voice. And all he wants is what's in your heart. That's all he wants. Because he already know everything. Y'all know that, don't you? He got it all. He already know everything. But he wants you to trust him enough. Oh, there we go. I'm talking about faith. He wants you to have enough faith in him to know that when you cry out, it's because you trust him. And you know that he'll make it better. Oh, somebody need to clap your hands for the Lord right now. Not for me. Clap your hands for him. Oh, not for me. For him. For him. We need to give him a standing ovation because he wants us to trust him enough to know that when we trust him, we're trusting him because we know he can change it. We know he can turn it around. Anybody hearing me? We know that he's going to make it different. He's going to make it better. Baby, baby, oh my God. So, 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 so what is faith? Well, Hebrews 11 and 1 says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So now, 1 John Five, four and five, that was just read earlier, said for whatever is born of God. The New Living Translation says for every child of God defeats this evil world. The Message Bible says every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. And then it says, the second part of that verse says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So we understand we got to have faith in order to overcome and to conquer the things that we're dealing with. Anybody hearing me? And so here, faith is in the Greek, it's the word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, which is firm persuasion, a conviction based upon hearing. Usually when you see this word used in the New Testament, faith I'm talking about, it is that translation, and it usually is talking about faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ, or in things that are spiritual connected with God and Jesus. Now faith, Hebrews 11.1, 1, is the substance of things, what? Hope for. Hope for. And the evidence of things, what? I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm looking for it. I want it. I want it to be. I want it to happen. But I don't see it. Not only don't I see it, I don't see any way it can happen. Mm. So let me tell you this, because God spoke to me, and God said, there's faith, and there's the gift of faith. What? What's that? Regular faith, 
which we all have. Because it takes faith to get saved. It takes faith to receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord. First of all, you've got to have faith in the fact that God gave his only begotten son, John 3.16. Not only that, but the son gave his life for us. He died for our sins. Then we got to have faith that he didn't stay dead, y'all. Like everybody else stayed dead and decayed and all that stuff. We got to have faith to know he got up. Oh, God. I felt something right there, Pastor Cassandra. He got up. But he got up not just to get up, but he got up with all power, Minister Regina. With all power. Anybody hearing me? Scripture proves that they went back to prepare his body after the crucifixion, and he wasn't there. And so the enemy wanted to spread a rumor that said his disciples stole the body. That's why they didn't find him. Oh, God. Uh-oh, I'm making stuff shake. So listen. But the enemy's trick didn't work. Because Jesus appeared after the resurrection. He busted up their plans. He appeared, showed up. People saw him after his death and after the resurrection. Folks saw him. Some folk mistook him for a gardener. Because they just couldn't believe that could possibly be him. He, he like, they crucified him. That can't be him. That must be the gardener. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, faith to get saved. It takes faith to live holy. Anybody hearing me? I'm talking about regular faith. This is the faith we all have. It takes faith. But here's the thing. There is a gift of faith that's talked about in 1 Corinthians. Y'all have to go home and read this. And read from verses 1 through 9, at least. Read the whole, read the whole chapter. Come on. Read all of it. But 1 Corinthians 12, it starts out, the first verse says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. Y'all hearing that? Gifts. Did y'all hear that word? I would not have you ignorant. In other words, listen. I want to teach you something. Paul was talking to the Corinthian church. He said, I need to teach y'all some things because I'm noticing y'all going through some stuff. And y'all don't know how to deal with things. So I need to do a deeper dive. I need to teach y'all some stuff so y'all can know how to deal with things differently. Mm, anybody hearing me? We're going to have it. And then verse 4 says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit, the Holy Spirit. He's the one that gives all of us our gifts. Y'all know that, right? The gifts that's in me, hold same Holy Spirit, put those gifts in you. Y'all hearing me? Then in verse 9, skip down, because y'all going to read it when you get home. To another faith by the same Spirit. 
I'm going to stop right there. It says something else after that. It talks about the gifts of healing. Anybody hearing me? But I want to focus on faith today. And so there is a gift of faith. And the gift of faith, I, I, I don't have time to really go into detail like I, I, I want to. But the gift of faith is that wonder working. Come on. It is the faith that goes beyond regular faith. And in my studying of it over the years, I have found that not everybody has the gift of faith. I also found out that the gift of faith is activated at certain times for certain purposes, certain occasions. Mm. This is good. This is good. And, and so the gift of faith and faith. But what I'm talking about today is faith to prevail. And so I told you what the definition of faith was. It's a conviction based upon, it's a firm persuasion and a conviction. Now listen. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, when it says, now faith is the substance of things, the, the word substance in that verse means standing under support. Faith in relation to hope is assurance. It stands under and supports us. Anybody hear me? <laughs> I could go a little bit further here. But Dr. Miles Monroe said this. He said, true kingdom faith, trust in the promises of God. Or I should say it this way, correction. True kingdom faith trusts not in the promises of God. There you go. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But in the God of the promises. Who about the dance? Y'all just sit right there. True kingdom faith seeks not the blessings, but in the God who gives the blessings. True kingdom faith. So prevail, prove more powerful than opposing forces to be victorious, to win, win, to win out, to triumph, to carry the day, to succeed, to conquer, to overcome, prevail. Are y'all hearing me? Prevail, prevail. That's why 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 said we walk by faith. What? Yes. And not by what? Sight. Not by sight. Faith is the most power we possess. Our faith. Say that with me. Say our faith, our faith. is the most power we possess. Why? Because our faith is connected with everything else that happens with spiritually. It's connected with healing power. It's connected with miracle working power. Anybody hear me? It's connected with saving power. It's connected with breakthrough. Oh, somebody need to hear me. Our faith, this is what y'all need to understand because the enemy didn't want y'all to know this, but I'm letting a secret out. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting ready to expose something. Our faith makes the enemy nervous. Our faith 
Ghost. right now he making moves right now see in the natural we can only see what we see in the natural but if you could see what God doing behind the scenes hey God if you could see God behind the scenes doing stuff say what he messing he messing with her he messing with her. He messing with him. Oh no, not on my watch, said God. Ah! God said, don't give up. Keep on. And God said, speak those things. <laughs> speak it, speak it, speak it. God said, say it till you see it. Say it till you see it. Say it till you see it. That's faith when you say it. And you know you ain't looking at it right now. 
weary.
And you can go from this day forward learning what it is to live a saved and a holy life for God. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Remember you've got faith to prevail. You've got faith. No matter what the enemy says, next time that thought comes, say, no, I'm stronger than I thought I was. I've got more power than I realized I had. And my faith prevailed. God Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1-844-948-3895. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify, search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.